0: good morning everyone my name is ben i am the new children's pastor here i have made it to my 90 day mark here on the island so i guess i'm official islander (laughs) yes i'm excited about that and i've got a small farmer's tan so it's getting better I am excited to be here because this is my first opportunity to get to know a lot of you. They keep me in the kids' hallway, and I get to be able to teach these kids every week, work with a great group of volunteers as well. But it is awesome to be able to sit here and just look at your church family and say, hi. So I'm glad to be here. But as I'm back in the back hallway there talking to kids, I get asked a lot of questions. As I know many of you parents do as well. And did you know that according to a survey taken, kids ask the most questions at the age of four? You already knew that, didn't you? And they ask a total of about 73 questions a day, average. And out of those 73 questions, the survey gave us about 10 questions that are asked the most within a day. And I want to share them with you. Number 10 Why can't I stay up as late as you? Why is the sky blue? When you die, who will I live with? Why do I have to go to school? Is Santa Claus real? What does it mean we can't afford it? How was I made? Who is God? Where do I come from? And why do people die? Now, parents try to answer that question, and many times they are able to, but most of the time, according to the survey, they turn to the wisest person in the world, Google. And if they haven't got the answer from Google, they make up one on the spot. That's kind of like me. But it's not just kids that are asking these questions. We all ask these questions, at least number three, who is God? I know I ask this question a lot as I'm trying to give a clear answer to these kids. And I know that many of you sitting out here today ask the same question. So we're about to start a new series today called AKA God, where we hope that we can give some clarities of some of God's names to help him come alive in your life. So I hope you're ready as we go into some of the the names of God. And today we're going to be talking about he is the light of the world. So if you don't mind, bow your heads, close your eyes with us as we pray and get started. Lord, we all want to know who you are. We want to know how you fit into our lives and and how we can fit our lives into the grand scheme of things. How, How we fit into this creation. And Lord, you give it to us in your word. So Lord, open up our hearts, open up our minds and show us today May our lives be different when we walk out of this building, when we turn off the computer, wherever we are watching today. Lord, may our lives be different because of you in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Take your Bibles and open up with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8 verse 12. And I'm going to open up and kind of give you a background to where John chapter 8 goes before we get to verse 12. So bear with me, and then we'll get to the scripture. Jesus goes into the temple the day that the Feast of Tabernacles ends. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles is a big event in Israel, and it is a big event. And what's getting ready to happen is everybody's hanging out, coming to see their friends, and it's over. So, you know, as any true time with your friends, you're, you're, you're lingering a little bit. And you're hanging out, and, and, and you're talking, and you're different things. And Jesus walks into the temple, hoping to be able to spread some good, good news about the coming kingdom. And as he walks in, he sees in, in the corner there some, some Pharisees and some scribes. And it looks like they're, they're, they're plotting something. They're, they got that little look on their face. And they come up to Jesus, hoping to catch him in one of his teaching moments where he says, oh, just, just forgive and just love. And they bring this lady caught in adultery. Now, it's law that anyone caught in adultery is stoned. And, say, and they know this. So they're bringing, them to Jesus, bringing her to Jesus. And they say, Jesus, this lady is caught in adultery. What am I to do? Without a word, Jesus bends down starts to write in the dirt. Now, we don't know what Jesus was writing in the dirt. He could have been drawing pretty pictures, but I highly doubt it. We don't know what he was writing. Maybe he was writing the sins of each scribe and Pharisee. Maybe he was um, writing some of their convictions. Maybe he was writing something that was some of their sins that only they knew hidden in the darkness of their lives. But as he was writing... One by one, each scribe, each Pharisee begins to walk away. And, and I picture, picture as they're walking away, Jesus is just looking around like, what's going on? And, and here's the kicker. He looks over at the lady caught in adultery and says, where are they? Where did they go? I'm sure with a small smile on his face, he goes... Everybody left me. And then he says this. uh, The lady says, Jesus, no one is here. No one. Jesus says, well, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And so this is where the, the story continues because as Jesus is probably standing there looking around at everybody leaving, he notices the focus point of the Feast of Tabernacles, a candelabra probably sitting right there in the middle of the temple and, and, or right there in the front. And as he sits, he goes, hey guys, wait, wait, wait. I got one more thing to share with you. In verse 12, Jesus spoke again to them saying, he goes, hey, don't leave yet. I've got something to tell you. You see this right here? I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Hey, guys, don't leave because I've got to tell you, I am the light of the world. Follow me. Where are you going that way? I'm over here. It reminds me of the story of about 12 years ago. I went through a museum called Dialogue in the Dark. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. But it's a museum where it's a big building where you walk in these doors. They shut the door behind you, and it's pitch black. You can't see in front of you. You can't see beside you. You can't see behind you. And all you know is that you hope to come out of this thing alive. Then they give you one rule. Whatever you do, listen to the voice of the tour guide if you want out alive. I went out alive. So I follow the one rule. And as we walk through this building, we're touching the sides of the wall, hoping to find a doorway. And as we're finding this doorway, he says, Now follow me into here. And I follow the tour guide into this room and I hear this train in a distance. And it gets closer. And it gets closer and it gets closer. And then all of a sudden, what it feels like he's right in front of me, I hear the train whistle go off and I about fell over. And then he says, Follow me. I'm like, No, you almost got me killed. Are you kidding? So we follow him into the next room. And in the next room, we hear cars going down, heavy traffic. We hear birds chirping, we hear horns honking. We hear people laughing, and I'm like, I hope that I don't cross the road at the wrong time. I can't see a thing. We are walking in the dark, and I was told to trust in the dark a voice that I've never seen. The fun part was we get through the traffic, we get through all that, and we go into what they call a cafe. They say, have a seat. A lot easier to say that than actually sit in in a dark room where you have no idea where a chair's at. And as we go to sit down, hoping the chair's still there, he says, all right, now order from the menu. You can't see a thing. You hope that you're going to be able to order something really good. So you go with what is comfortable, a Coca-Cola. Then after it's over, they ask you to pay the bill. So you reach in your back pocket, you pull out a wallet, and you hope that you're not pulling out a $100 bill. You hope that you're pulling out a dollar and you hand it to whoever is grabbing it and then you're on your way. Trust in the dark that you can't see. And we all get to finally following this tour guide to the doors that say exit, the only light in the whole building. And as we open the doors, I notice that there's other people in the same room with me. I noticed that they were on the same journey alongside of me and we start laughing about you know what we ordered. We we started looking through our wallets to make sure we weren't broke. And the fun part happened. The very last person came out. It was the tour guide. He was blind. This guy who couldn't see a thing, whose voice I trusted to get me through a room, who walked me in front of a train, who crossed the road with me, knew exactly where he was going, and he led me with his voice. And all I had to do was put my trust in the darkness. And it made sense once I got out. There were so many questions I had when we were going. There were so many uncertainties. As I was walking through this darkness, I started questioning myself. I started wondering, am I going to die? I started thinking, who did I need to forgive? Who did I make mad? I just wanted to get out of this building. It was dark. It was scary. And God says in verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that verse right there, whoever follows me will make it out of this room, this life that I've given you. Whoever follows me, I will bring clarity to that situation. I will bring clarity to your life. Just listen to my voice. Follow me, and it'll make sense when you walk out. It's like when you walk out and you hear, Hi, my name is James. I'm your tour guide. And then you see that he can't see you. But you know that he knew exactly what needed to happen. Trust in the dark. In John chapter 12, verse 46 it says, I have come into this world as a light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. And there's, in the dark, there's so much that we can believe. We always question ourselves because we try to do life on our own. When we walk in the dark, we always try to figure it out that we got it because we use our brain and we think, oh, I know this situation. I've, I've seen it before. But I kind of look at it this way. In John chapter 14, verse 6, God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God is the light of the world. He overcomes darkness. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one, just like the verse before in John chapter 12, whoever... That leaves us, everyone, sitting here in this room, sitting out on the the, um, back porch, sitting at your house, wherever you're at. God is telling us, you can't get out of the darkness unless you follow the light. And I am the light that you're looking for. Have you ever tried to walk through a room in the dark? I mean, like... You know that room in your house, you wake up in the middle of the night, and you know, if I can just get through this room, I can flip the light switch on. For me, it's a living room. Their kitchen is right there. And at nighttime, when you're, you're trying to adjust to the light, and you're trying to walk through that room, and you get to the part where you didn't realize there was a Lego, <laughs> or a hundred of them, and Matchbox cars. And slime left over from that afternoon. And you're walking through and you step on it. It hurts. Walking in the darkness is not a fun thing. And you think you got it. But when you think you got it, those little things just get in your way. Then you get to the part where you flip on the light. Or maybe you you got one of those houses with no kids. And you're like, I know exactly where the couch is. I know exactly where that recliner is. Those are my comfort items. I know that I can find rest. If I fall, I lean back and I'm good. But even in the dark, you think you know where those things are. They jump out in front of you and, and, and you try to avoid them, but you're doing it on your own. If you could just flip the light on for a second, you begin to say, oh, I know exactly where that chair is. Oh, I see that Lego. And you can maneuver through it. And when you have the light of the world on your side, and even in the darkness, even in those times where you're questioning everything that, that, that you've been taught, or maybe the things that you know are your comfort. Like, I got this. I do it all the time. If you could just have a glimpse of a light you avoid those situations you are able to see clearly where you need to go it's like having a light on your side with you along the path I am the light of the world and he is here for you, he is here for me and he wants to be in front of you, beside you, behind you to help you get through that darkness even if you think you know what lies ahead I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but through me. God leads you through it. He is the way that provides a way to eternity. We can get there on our own. I don't think so. It's dark. It's scary. It's like being stuck in a building, having no idea where to, co- where to go, You need that voice in the darkness to help you through, and Jesus is that voice. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I will lead you through it. I will give you clarity in that decision. I will help you in that conversation that you need to have. I will overcome that darkness that's creeping into your life. Maybe there's a sin that keeps showing up. I'm going to help you get through that because I am the way. I am the truth that will teach you. I am the truth that will show you. I am the truth that will provide that light. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, the old. That darkness is gone. It's passed away. And behold, the new has come, the light Of the world, the light of life, the life that I'm going to give you, God has promised to give it to you because if you have followed the way, the truth, and the life, then the darkness is gone because the light of the world is present. And that old, that darkness no longer exists because when there's a light, whether it's a small light or a big light, darkness does not exist because you can see something there's always something that can be seen when even a small light shines but you know what turning on that light in that that room isn't going to make life easier letting God be a part of your life isn't going to say hey This is the perfect life. That old, that darkness is gone. The new has arrived, but I'm not promising you it's not going to be easy. But I am promising you that I'm going to be right there with you. The light is going to shine on your path. It's going to light up your footsteps. It's going to lead you in the path that's going to take you to all of eternity. A life with the creator, a one who is the light of the world, who has been there with you from day one, and who will be there with you through the rest of your life. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, or verse 4 through 5 says, In him was life, and the life was light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. He gives us this opportunity to live. Why do we need a life? Why do I need a light when I can do stuff like this on my own? We need it because God came. To this world, John chapter 10, verse 10 says, I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full, so you can have it more abundantly, so that you can just have a life that's not meant to be a little candlelight life. It's not meant to be a flashlight type life. It's not meant to be a spotlight type life. It's meant to be the light of the world. And God said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you follow me, you will have life to the full. But then he goes on to say in Matthew chapter 5, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and hide it under a basket, but on a stand And it gives light unto all in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. God is the light of the world. And he has come into this world so that we could have life. But yet, that scripture reference says, you, me, we're the light of the world. Here's one of those kid questions. Which one is it? If Jesus is the light of the world, if we are the light of the world, how does that work? How does that mesh? How does that come together? I look at it this way. This is a lamp base. The only way this light is going to light up is to be screwed in to the way that this light works. Inside this thing is a bunch of electric cords that lights up this light that's connected to this power. And this is the way that the light works. You can't just screw this piece of glass, this this light bulb, into anything. Trust me, I used to have hair. (laughs) Just kidding. But this Base is the way. And, and it's similar to when God says, I am the way. He is providing us the way to be the light of the world. He's providing us the way to shine our light. He's providing us the base, the, the life that is in front of us. Then he goes on to say, I am the truth. You see, the truth is nothing in this, on this base is going to work but this light bulb because it is made to shine. This light bulb is made to bring forth light. We are, if connected to Christ, we are in knowledge of the truth. We know that Jesus is the light of the world. We know that without him, we can't shine. We understand that without this light bulb, this light is not going to work. Without Jesus, we cannot shine like the scripture says, to be the light of the world. A city hid on a hill, a city on a hill cannot be hid. Whether you're at a distance or you're close up, a single light can be seen from a distance or close, from far or close. Whatever it is, that light is going to be shined because when a light is lit, darkness is gone. It fades. It's out of yos. It's Sayonara, it's toast. But Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. If you follow me, I will give you the power needed, that life to its full, that most abundant life that you've always wanted. Like you can do it in the dark, but it's not going to be fun. You're going to go through a lot and you think you got it, but you don't. You have no idea how to get to that exit door in that dark room, but follow me, follow Jesus, and you will find life. This is the way, this is the truth, and this is the life. Without all three of these, this lamp does not work. It must stay connected to the way, the truth, and the life, and then you can shine bright. But God gives us a job. He didn't call us to say, you pick your route in life. You find the way out the door. He says, I'm not calling you to be right. I'm calling you to be bright. I'm not calling you to figure it out on your own. I'm calling you to shine a light so that My Father, God, can be glorified. I want you to be shining so bright that people that see you see me. Here's where we come into play God is the way, the truth, and the life. And we are to be the light of the world. Inside of this light is a little string called a filament. This is the thing that causes this this light bulb to light up. This is the right thing inside of the base. But without that filament, without that little string that when connected to the power lights up, without that power connected to that string, it's just a string, of tungsten. But when it's connected to the power It lights. And God has called us to be the tungsten inside of this light. Shine a light. But we have to be connected to the way. We need to stay connected to the truth. And we need to stay connected to the life that God has given us. And when we do that, then we can shine. And all we are is a small little strand of tungsten Ready to be connected to the power of God. Without God in our life, we're just a piece of glass in a light bulb. Where in our life do we have the opportunity to flip the light on? Where in our life do we say, I'm connected to the power? He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And without that, we cannot shine. And that is our job, to be bright so that our works, our good works, can glorify our Father in heaven because when this light is shining, darkness is gone. People begin to see things a little bit more clear. They begin to look at you and say, you know what? Maybe he's onto something. Maybe she has the way out. But God has provided us the way to shine. If we invite him into our life, we know where that light is at. We know where that base is at. We know where that plug is at. God asks us to shine so that others may see. How are you going to do that this week? How are you going to connect your little string of tungsten, your filament, to the grand picture? God is the light of the world. You are the filament That shines bright so that everyone sees how amazing, how awesome, how bright, how loving, how forgiving, how leading, how protecting our God truly is. Without that life in you, you're just a piece of glass. My challenge to you is this. Turn your light on this week. Whether you're um, uncertain or you're going through some fear, maybe you have questions or maybe there's a, a darkness in your life that's a sin that you can't get rid of. Whatever it is, you have access to the power of the light that when you turn it on, God is there beside you. He is with you and he has promised to provide a way to get you out of it. And when you walk out of those doors, you look and you say, Jesus, thank you for helping me get through that darkness in my life. Maybe you're, you're here today and you're going, you know what? I have darkness and I, I, I've tried to go through this life by myself and it just is not working. We would love to talk to you about it. We would love to be able to, to help you Find that power source. Get you connected to the base that way the truth and the life. You can do that by, if you're here, could go to our Connect Center. If you're out um, at home on the computer or your television, direct message us. Let us know. We would love to help you connect to the light of the world. Because without the light... Darkness is overwhelming. But with the light, darkness is gone. It's gone. Lord, thank you for being the light of the world so that we can shine so that others may see you. Lord, thank you for being the light of the world that helps us when we feel like we can't get through things. You're right there with a small glimpse of hope. Lord, thank you that with you, we know the truth. We don't have to question our motives. We don't have to question what we think exists in front of us. We just need to follow the way, the truth. And the life. And in that, we find you. The God who loves us. The God who never leaves us. And the God who came to this world as a baby. As the light of the world. To give us love and forgiveness unlike we've ever, ever seen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for shining on us. And give us that opportunity this week. In Jesus' name, amen.